You know, I always get on people when they say they hope their team loses. Just stupid. You don't ever hope your team loses. The question today, though, is it okay to have complete indifference? Now, that's a different animal altogether. Saints are facing a must-win this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, but there may be a giant chance that people don't show up or the ones that do show up don't give a damn. I mean, we're asking, is it Derek Carr, Jameis Winston? And I don't even know that anybody cares. That's where we are at this point of the season. But we're still going to talk about it. The Athletics' Larry Holder, as he does every Friday, is joining us. And there may be the phrase, a little, little choppy, choppy, chop some wood. We might do that here on Datitude. Coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Well, you at New Orleans. And hello to all my friends elsewhere out there who just don't give a rat's ass whether the Saints win or lose on Sunday. There are people like that. I mean, I'm not sure why you'd be listening to a show like this if you just didn't care. I mean, if you don't care whether the Saints will lose, why are you listening to Datitude episode number 196? For a Friday, December the 8th, 2023. Why are you listening to Jim Derry, sports writer, betting writer at the Times McGune, the advocate and bet.nola.com as I hold my Bayou Bets coffee mug that's got cold coffee in it? Ah, can never get enough of that, uh, that coffee and chicory. I don't care if it's cold. Does it matter to you if it's cold or not cold? That's the question. That is the question. Do you care? I don't. I mean, I don't want it to be ice cold. I'm not one of these uh, cold coffee drinkers. That's not my, never been my thing. But if I make my coffee and it gets cold, I'm still going to drink it. There's your question of the day. At jderry at theadvocate.com. Please, by all means, share your thoughts about cold coffee. You'll share them about everything else. I've actually gotten some uh, nice feedback. A bunch of you were commenting on the live stream this morning. Larry Holder of The Athletic joined us, and he will join us again um, this morning. He already joined us, but you're listening, so you don't know he joined us, so you listen a lot. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what I mean. I'm all over the place. I don't know what, know what the hell I'm thinking. Maybe I should put something in this coffee. Um, I am going to be putting something in my coffee tonight, by the way. Um, we're going to this thing out here in Mandeville. I don't remember the name of it. I just know it costs $35 for a mug. I'm, I'm hoping that the proceeds go to charity of some sort, but my wife and I, it's $35 for a mug, so we each need one. Even with my limited Shaw math skills, I can figure out that cost me 70 bucks. Now, what you do is you walk around Old Mandeville, and uh, you, I guess they put different things in your mug. Now, I've never been before, but my wife tells me it's fantastic. So 
I'm going to take a word for it. Uh, it's a friend of ours. Her, her birthday's coming up, so it's kind of birthday weekend. So this is how we're going to spend her birthday week. That's what she wanted to do. Okay, that's cool. But uh, I just thought they better have some good stuff to put in my mug for $35 a piece. I mean, trust me. I, I could go to the bar. Not that I go to bars anymore. I haven't been to a bar. I mean, I don't go to I, I put it this way. I, I can't tell you the last time I went to a bar to drink. I've been to bars recently. Uh, there's a particular, and I'll give them a shout out. We, we during uh, high school football season, we go to uh, sidelines on vets after every game that we broadcast. Myself, Jim Rapier, my partner, Clyde Verdan, our good friend. Um, and we just go chat about life in general. And we have our, our friends, the, the, uh, the two, I don't know, you call them bartenders anymore? I, don't, I mean, I don't, this PC world we live in, I don't even know what you call them anymore. Servers, is that what you call them? I, I don't know. It, I, I'm lost. Anyway, you know what I mean. But we go there, and we have our friends there, um, Fallon and Madison, and they've, uh, they've been very good to us over the course of the last two years. And we go there after every game, and I get like, a salad or some chicken tenders or a chicken sandwich or some shrimp or whatever and a Diet Coke, and they always make fun of me for getting Diet Coke in a bar. But I ain't driving across the causeway. Even like, I'm not even going to take a sip of something and drive across the causeway. That's how, we're, that's how we roll. So I'm just wondering, and I know that my bill, when I'm done and I have, and this is just, you know, I get a sandwich. A lot of times, like, Jim and I will take turns paying off each other's tab. And he does get a drink because he lives around the corner. So he'll get a real drink. We'll both get food, and I'll get a Diet Coke, and it doesn't cost 35 bucks. So I'm just wondering what they're going to put in my drink tonight, uh, put in my, my mug. I just hope it's good. It probably will be. I don't know. Uh, Don Hoffman wrote me earlier this week uh, a couple times, uh, and he was getting on me. And a few people did actually get on me about what I said about Florida State. And uh, that I thought Florida State got screwed. And they did get screwed. I don't care what you, I mean, you can have your opinion. It's invalid. It's a ridiculous position to be in. It's my show. I can say whatever I want within reason. It's not going to get me fired. So if it's not going to get me fired, I'm going to say it. You're, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong. If you think anything other than Florida State deserve to be if you think anything other than Florida State deserved to be in that playoff you're wrong just flat out wrong oh but their schedule sucks I don't care look at Washington's schedule who did they beat besides Oregon oh well they beat Oregon that counts who did Oregon beat oh well they didn't beat anybody exactly I mean you want to start comparing that's what we're doing now we're comparing schedules to figure how about this Washington went undefeated and won the Pac-12. Michigan went undefeated and won the Big Ten. Florida State went undefeated and won the ACC. Those three are in, done, period, amen. So who do you put in for the fourth spot? I don't care who you put in. But people are going to be up in uproar if you take Alabama over Texas. I don't care. I mean, I would personally pick Texas over Alabama. Texas did win. I do think the games matter. 
But you're, I mean, people are like sending me screenshots of Florida's schedule and who they beat. You're not sending me screenshots of who Washington beat. Because again, other than Oregon, they didn't beat anybody. And I'm not convinced Oregon's any good. I mean, we're going to find out pretty soon. But anyway, I, I just thought it was funny people were coming at me on that. Even people that are generally good to me when they write letters, they're regulars. I had obviously quite a few non-regulars too. Um, but you're wrong. If you don't think, I mean, you go through schedules all you want. You think Texas and Alabama, it's not, let's don't kid ourselves anyway. It doesn't matter what we think. This is all about money, period. It's always a, we don't want another TCU. First of all, you wouldn't have had another TCU. Florida State would get there, the doors blown off of them by Michigan or Texas or Alabama. No, they wouldn't. First of all, you don't know what you're talking about. Second of all, have you seen Florida State's defense play? They're completely different scenario than TCU last year. They're not going to get there. First of all, there's no Georgia from last year in this playoff. Not even close. There's not a single team in college football right now that could compete with the Georgia from the last two years. Not even close. They'd, all of them would get waxed from, against Georgia's team from last year. So forget about that. Second of all, this Florida State team would blow the doors. You want to use the frame? I, I've heard that a lot lately. That's why I'm using it. This Florida State team would blow the doors off of the TCU team from last year. And that's with their backup quarterback. So don't come at me, bro. Stay in your own lane. You don't have to necessarily agree with me, but come with valid points if you're going to come at me. They played a better schedule. No, they didn't. You meet, now, obviously, you can make a point that Alabama played a better schedule. Sure, that's fine. Texas? Who did Texas beat? Texas beat Alabama, and who else? They lost to Oklahoma, who sucks. Who else did they beat? Nobody. But they beat Alabama. I don't even, I mean, Alabama's a completely different team than they were two months ago. Anyway, doesn't matter. You win your conference and you go undefeated in a major conference, you're in. Period. Amen. What else do they have to do? They lost their quarterback. So what? Their defense is a top five defense, in my opinion. They held LSU to 24 points. That doesn't matter. That was back in September or August or whenever the hell. Yes, it does matter. They held the Heisman Trophy winner, who's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner on Saturday. And if he's not, there should be an investigation. They should stop giving the award. They held the Heisman Trophy winner to 24 points. Big deal. It is a big deal. Anyway, most of you didn't come here to listen to me debate about Florida State again. And you know what? It's funny because I had no intention whatsoever of even bringing that up in this show. It just so happened. This goes to show how spontaneous things can be on this show. We talk about whatever the hell we want. Whatever pops into our head at that particular time. You know what we are going to say a lot of today? And what I meant to say early on is if you don't like the phrase, we're going to keep chopping wood, then you're probably not listening to the right show. You're going to hear a lot of that today. You, you just are. I mean, why not? Choppy, choppy, choppy that wood. Because that's what we're going to chop it that wood. We're going to keep chopping wood. Yep, chopping the wood. That's what you got to do. Makes no sense whatsoever. Did anybody watch me this morning on the live show? 
Uh, you missed it if you, if you didn't. Uh, maybe not so much for what the sh- you're going to hear it. So, I mean, you didn't miss anything we're going to say because I'm going to re- replay it on this podcast. But uh, I'm wearing my Lumberjack shirt, my flannel, red, you know, the typical red, what a Lumberjack shirt would look like. I'm the, now I'm the furthest thing from a Lumberjack. Don't give me an axe. I want nothing to do with an axe. But uh, why not? That seems to be the... How about the Saints? Maybe they should change their uh, mascot to the Lumberjacks. What do you think? The New Orleans Lumberjacks. Then they could choppy chop chop it at wood every single week. Maybe they could get a coach who understands that you chop wood in August and September getting ready for the winter. You don't chop wood when it's already cold. Apparently, they don't get that on, on Saints Drive. They haven't figured that out yet, but it's coming. So he's going to chop it, chop it, chop it at wood. I know you're tired of hearing it. That's okay. One more. How about one more time? We're going to keep chopping wood. All right. We, well, kind of got it out of our system. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I may or may not say it again. Who knows? Saints-Panthers this week must win situation. There's no question. It's, can you imagine if the Saints lose to the Panthers this week? I know a lot of you out there, I've talked to Saints fans all over who – there are so, you know the fan. And look, I'm not gonna call them out. I haven't had a stuff my my son says in quite a while segment. But uh, yeah, he, he he was saying two weeks ago the Saints are gonna. They might not win again. And at most, at the bare very most, they're gonna win two games. They're gonna be done. His team's done. It's the same kid who was saying, and, and I'm. Using my son as an example, I'm not necessarily calling him out because there are so many Saints fans like this. The same people who said they were going to win like 12 or 13. How can they not win 12 or 13 games coming in the season? There were so many people like that. Those same people who said they were going to win 12 or 13 games are now saying, oh, they're not going to win another game. I hope they don't win another game. They've got to fire Dennis Allen. Everybody wants them to fire you know. I make fun of Dennis Allen, and obviously he has had his struggles. But what do we think firing Dennis Allen's going to do? That's the question that I've been asking. What do we think happens? It's got to be better than this. Why does it have to be better than this? Why does anything have to be better if you get rid of what you have? Now, I get that you may just be tired of looking at him. I get it. I completely understand. I'm certainly tired of looking at Pete Carmichael. I don't think you can get... I I honestly don't think you can get it any worse than Pete Carmichael as an offensive coordinator. Again, might be the nicest guy in the world, but, I mean, we're talking about choppy chop, chopping that wood. Sorry, I had to say it again. But doesn't he just kind of look like a chipmunk a little bit? I mean, he could play Alvin. He really could. He could play Alvin. And if I hadn't heard his voice before... I might think he has that Alvin voice. I don't know. But, I mean, what do we think is going to happen if the Saints fire Dennis Allen? And they, you, do you completely trust this organization to bring in the right person? I don't. Got to get that better draft pick so they can draft Jaden Daniels. You really think the Saints are going to draft Jaden Daniels? I don't. Now, I may be proven completely wrong. They may fire Dennis Allen and get... I don't know, the next Mike McDaniel. 
They may get the next Matt LaFleur. They may get the next D'Amico Ryans. Who knows? Who knows who they would get? It's got to be better than this. It doesn't have to be better than this. That's what I'm warning you about. You cannot trust anyone. And it's not just this organization. I understand that you don't want to see, you're getting tired of. We're going to keep chopping wood. I understand that. You're getting tired of that. I get tired of it too. But that doesn't mean it's going to get any better. I'm not saying it shouldn't change or will. If the Saints do what I think they're going to do, and I think they're going to finish eight and nine, I may be the king of wishful thinking. <clears throat> I think they're going to finish eight and nine. I said nine and eight or ten and seven beginning of the season. Now I've adjusted to eight and nine. Eight and nine's probably good enough to win the division. I mean, honestly, I think nine and eight is still a legitimate possibility. You're crazy, Terry. You're crazy. I mean, just think about it. They should win this week. Whether they will or, or not is a different story. Again, would it shock me if they lost? No. It would not shock me if they lost this week. Then you got the Giants and Tommy DeVito coming in. Same situation. Would it shock me if they lost next week? No. But it would be a surprise. They are better than the Giants. And no matter what happens this week, they're going to keep. We're going to keep chopping wood. Right, see, I mean, that, that's what they're going to do. No matter what happens. So if they get to seven and seven, which is not only a distinct possibility, but probably, I mean, you would, I think you could say likely. Then you're talking about three games. Do they go one and two or do they go two and one? What does it take to win the division? You got the Rams, you got the Bucks, you got the Falcons. You got the Rams on the road on a Thursday night. You got the Bucks on the road on New Year's Day. And you got the Falcons in the dome. Will it mean, will it be for the NFC South title? I think there's a, about a 50-50 shot right now that game is for the NFC South title. I don't know. Maybe I am the king of wishful thinking. But if they get, if the point is, if that's where they are and that game's for the NFC South title, there is almost 0.0% chance that they fire Dennis Allen. I think changes will be made. I think changes should be made. But they're not going to fire Dennis Allen. And if they do, why would it be any better? Somebody else might just come in here and... We're going to keep chopping wood. I mean, that, that's just the way that it is. Who knows who they're going to draft? By the way, before we get to Larry, mock drafts. That's my one little pet peeve. Mock drafts. And we can't even get through the season now before we're running mock drafts. PFF uh, had a mock draft this week, and it was mock draft 3.0, by the way, which means they've done at least two other ones. You are a complete sicko if you're reading mock drafts in December. They're all, I mean, mock drafts don't mean anything anyway, and I'm going to have to because I think it's going to be part of my duties going forward. But I'm not going to do it while a season's still going on. I might do one in March. I'll probably do one or two in April. But I'm certainly not going to do a mock draft in December. They're stupid as it is. They're really stupid if you do them in December. 
the chances of them being accurate, even I don't even know if you can get the first pick right in December. That's how that's how dumb a mock draft is in December. People don't. All right, let's see what Larry has to say, and then I'm going to wrap it up. And who knows? Maybe I'll. We're going to keep chopping wood. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You getting tired of it yet? I mean, got to keep talking about it. Larry, uh, you got your Christmas tree in the background. I got my chopping wood shirt on. What do you think? I'm going to chop some wood. Oh, my gosh. Is that ever a football cliche? I mean, you could, you could also have the, uh, the stump in the locker room and then miss and then chop your leg like a – I think it was uh, some Jaguars kicker did that once. I forget which one. I don't want to say it was Josh Scobie. It might have been, but I don't think it was him. Well, we're going to chop some wood on the show today. In fact, uh, for those of you watching, if anyone, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, you can access some – you get it? You can access some <laughs> I've even got the elf on the shelf up other side. Up somewhere around here. Mine apparently lurking. flew in the kitchen, so can't be on mine can't be on the show today. Ours is watching kitchen. you, Jim. Watching, judging, watching. Well, I already know I'm getting a lump of coal, so uh it is what it is. And uh, you know, things probably don't like me very much. I've been kind of mean to them. Uh but it is what it is. Uh it's been a rough go as we talk about Saints Panthers here this week. Larry, and uh, it's kind of must-win. No, it's not kind of. It's must-win time in the Dome this Sunday, isn't it? I tend not to use that term when it's not absolutely necessary, but all you have to do is watch, and that would have been awful if you watched it because I put myself through it last night. Watch the Steelers lose to the Patriots, and it's the second week in a row they lost to a 10-plus loss team. D, and they are in the playoff hunt, and that's with a banged-up quarterback. And, uh, look, the Saints would be on the verge of doing that if they lose this game and then go up against the Giants next week. Uh, this is a scenario where you have to win these next two games if you think or want to be viable, especially given you're not going to be first place in the division no matter uh, if you win this week because – Atlanta's playing uh, Tampa. The winner of that will uh, will jump to first place. But to even have any sort of pulse in any kind of playoff hunt, you've got to win this game. And then if you lose this game, where does morale go? I mean, give me a break. I mean, it, it goes down the toilet. Playoffs? Playoffs? You talking playoffs? Still. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's sad. That's where we are in the NFL. We were talking about listening to Boomer and Geo this morning. They were talking about the state of the playoffs and like, why do we even have these many teams? I, and I'm, I'm with them. I think seven's too many. I'd, I'd really, I, I think six is probably the right number. I think the top two teams earn a buy. But really, in the NFC, is there any scenario where you see anyone other than the Niners, Eagles, or Cowboys going to the Super Bowl out of the NFC? Let's get real. I think Detroit has a shot. No. On, on a good, you, on. you put a, together a couple of good days. Come on, man. Winning some shootouts. Detroit's not. Good. I'm not saying they're good, but I'm not going to say, oh, you know, you never know. Uh, did you think the Giants would win the Super Bowl in 2017? The only reason why Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl previously, with, with a much better team, by the way, is the fact that he got, A, the no call, and, B, had this fantastic, just unbelievable defense, and he still couldn't win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, 
That dude ain't going to the Super Bowl again, ever. He's never I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm trying to again. make the argument that they're going to go, but I'm just going to say they're at least a viable playoff team. Like I'm, you know, the other ones who in the in the NFC would you say, man, that's going to be a really viable playoff team? Like I think they can win a game in the playoffs. Like that's you know, as far as I'm going. That first round of the NFC playoffs is really going to be bad. It's going to be bad football. You're going to have either the Niners or the Eagles playing whoever the seventh seed is, which is going to be bad. Then you're going to have the – who's going to – Detroit's going to play? I don't know. Who, who's – I mean – Whoever the, the sixth seed is. Who's uh, the sixth seed going to be? Like, I mean, think about it. Who's the sixth seed? Bay, uh, yeah, maybe. Minnesota. All right, so that might be a decent game. You might have one decent game. And then the other one's going to be – the Cowboys visiting either the Falcons or the Saints. You want to talk about ass whipping? Why not I mean, Tampa? It ain't gonna be Tampa. Why Tampa's not? Gonna be, Tampa's gonna be eliminated this week. I mean, we'll talk about that game later. But I was about to say, you better say. I, I figure you got that on the picks. Uh, yeah, also, it, it's I'll on refrain. There. It's on there. We'll <laughs> talk about it. All right, let's talk about these Saints. And I've been I spent all of Monday joking about chopping wood. And again, if you're just joining us, I'm wearing my my chopping wood. Sure. Go ahead and access some questions or leave your comments. We'll, we'll Paul Bunyan them here on, on Datitude on this Friday. Um, whether you're from Araby or wherever the hell, where were we getting? Abu Dhabi, where we're getting comments Maybe from. Maybe Adelaide, you know, go back to Australia. Adelaide. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I, you look at this team, and here's what scares me about the Panthers, and, and I'm trying not to fall into that negative, oh, you know, just thinking as bad as I can think. I'm trying not to think like that because that's how every Saints fan's thinking right now. But you're facing a Panthers team that it's not like your average 1-11 team. Your average 1-11 team is looking forward to getting the first pick of the draft and they just keep losing and it doesn't matter. This team has no reason to lose whatsoever because their first-round pick is going to the Chicago Bears. So they just don't have... They don't have any reason to lose. They're going to come in here fighting and really... They're much better than almost every one-win team I've seen at this point in the season. They're really not that bad. I mean, they're bad, but they're not that bad. Well, they're pretty bad. Uh, I mean, they're bad. Offensively, they're, they're, they can't move the football. But the Saints can't. Look at the, where the Saints have gone. Remember they were fourth about six or eight weeks ago ranked defensively? They're now 15th. They're worse than the offense. They're 15th defensively. That's not good. Uh, that is the re- ap- absolute not recipe for this team to win. Uh, and uh, you, you mentioned Carolina, and if you want to go check out what a dumpster fire that actually is, I would recommend going to go read my colleagues, uh, Joe Person and Diana Rossini, uh, a huge expose on how bad it is in Carolina right now yeah. and how okay. there's really, like, no hope, uh, especially given they would have the top pick in the draft and it's not even theirs and – uh, Wait, I thought Diana Rossini was spending all her time talking about Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers was spending too much time maybe talking about her because he's he's so bitter that it. Uh, the leaks are coming. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Oh, <laughs> like that never oh. happened before. Right. He just thinks he – anyway, that's yeah. a whole other topic that – oh, my gosh, don't even get me started about that clown. But, yeah. uh, but no, uh, that look, the, Carolina, here's the thing. It's a weird thing because, A, they're not playing for draft status. B, they have an interim coach who does it doesn't seem like he's going to be at all considered. No. 
to be in the running. Well, they didn't hire Steve Wilkes, so they're definitely not going to hire right. this dude. Exactly. <laughs> so it's you're just in you're in La La Land. The only person who you probably know is going to be around next year is Bryce Young, uh, because you look at their top free agent would be Brian Burns. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head if he's a fourth or fifth year guy, uh, but I, he would I'm sure he would like to get out of town. Uh, but I don't. Uh, but the franchise tag is always still available for him, and I'm sure he wouldn't be too thrilled if he received the tag. But like, like, who else is there? So you on that don't team? expect this team to fight then. I didn't say that. Okay. I'm just saying there's a lot of reasons why you could point for them not to. But still, everyone else though is playing for jobs somewhere, like uh, coaching for a job somewhere, uh, playing for a job somewhere. So. Uh, you know, if you if you go in the dumpster, uh, you're obviously your stock after the season is not going to be very high if you're uh, trying to be employed somewhere else. All right, we have a good comment here. That's a great segue. Okay, when I'm talking about the Saints this week, you know, you don't have to go far, in my opinion. And I know Larry never. Larry is not the kind of guy that's just going to blast the team. I'm the one that's going to blast the team. So here's my way of blasting this coaching group. Okay, if you need any proof of the ineptitude of this coaching staff. Here's a perfect example. And Jando, you are spot on. Here we go again. Not letting Jameis prepare and rolling with a hurt quarterback again. Not letting him practice with the ones. Then judging him when he comes in cold. I couldn't agree more. Larry, I want your opinion on this. There is absolutely zero, and I mean 0.0 reason, to start Derek Carr this week in concussion protocol for the third time this season, yet they seem intent on rolling him out there this week, exposing him to further potential injury, not just football. When you're talking about concussion, we're not just talking about football injury here. We're talking about messing with this dude's life. I mean, I'm sure he's lobbying to play. What the hell are they doing rolling Derek Carr out there? Because it's starting to look to me like he's going to play. And we made that mistake a couple weeks ago where you and me were thinking he wouldn't play, and then all of a sudden he played, and obviously mm-hmm. that was a mistake. Uh, what was that, the Tampa game? Was that the Tampa game? We said yeah. a few weeks ago. That was really like two months ago, but yeah. Right. Well, it all feels like <laughs> it it's does. just one long Groundhog Day at this rate. But it's a bizarre situation in that we know that they have no faith in Jameis. Like, they just don't. And yet they brought him back to be their best. Why? Why would they bring him back? I mean, they obviously don't like this guy. Okay. They obviously don't want Jameis Winston. The only thing I can think of is they're scared to death that they are going to have a quarterback controversy. It's the only thing I can think of that if if it was a long-term thing where Derek Carr was going to be gone for a month, they know Jameis Winston could be a capable backup and survive for a month, could do a good job. But... At the same time, they don't want to take the chance that he's going to go in there, have a great game, the Saints win by three touchdowns, and then the the fans go ape bleep because, well, you're going to leave Jameis in now, and they don't want that. So it makes zero sense to me. What, what are we doing here? Well, I don't know which one actually gives you the best chance to win, so that's probably maybe why they're looking at I it that way. I don't disagree with that. So, like, that's... That's probably going in this part of their logic here, but you have brought in a guy and paid him to play. 
And if he passes concussion protocol, it sounds like that that's going to play. And that's to me, it, 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 the whole thing is just a mess. And it Bizarre. goes, it go, it goes beyond just right now. Like you're, you're tied to him for one more year, really. Like you can't like, and that's, I'm sure you you'll have me on in the off season, and we'll talk about quarterback scenarios uh, because someone who you're probably going to be uh, wanting to keep an eye on is gonna is gonna hoist a trophy tomorrow night in New York and be someone that you probably need to c- consider if you are a top twelve pick. Which if the Saints don't win the division, they will be somewhere in that mix. So, but what do you do? And they don't know what to do with it. Well, they, it's, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know where the roster is going to stand when they draft again. That's all. We're all going down the line, but it's to me, we are just going to be beating our head against the wall with this scenario because they don't seem like they're in any position to ever change course. If they think they're still in it and they think the best option for them to win. And that's where they're going. Jermaine says uh, he's sick and tired of leaving the dome in the fourth quarter before triple zero. Uh, well, Jermaine, I can't leave. I mean, when I get up there, I'm I'm like stuck. And then not only that, I'm stuck like until they let the coaches down and we got to wait in the line to get in an elevator. We're at the top of the dome. Larry knows what I'm talking about. And you got to just wait. Uh, Mike, look, I would be happy if they use Taysom Hill consistently. We win more. I, I disagree with that. Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. They tried that experiment already. That's going nowhere. They, they're not going to use. Not only are they not going to use, I actually don't. I hear you. I just don't think that works. They've tried that. Uh, Don, who's written me a lot over the past month or so, thank you for uh, being a member of the data. I don't want to say Datitude Nation. That sounds like I'm Bobby Bear or something. Whatever. My, our, our, our fans, our listeners. The Datitudes. Data, the Datitudians. Uh, they would rather lose with Carr than win with Jameis. Hopeful for Daniels. Oh, man. You can hope all you want, my friend. Saints don't draft quarterbacks. They just don't. And uh, they don't like LSU guys either, I don't think. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm saying. The, what's the... Uh, I'm pretty sure they would like Joe Burrow. Pretty sure they would have drafted him. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break. Of course they, they don't draft quarterbacks. They would have drafted. They Joe just Burrow. don't draft quarterbacks. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't know if it's Bashan or B. Sean. Uh, Taysom Hill is your pick. Ain't going to happen. Uh, you know, my, well, my, at this rate, Taysom my, Hill, like Taysom Hill needs to be involved in the offense because I agreed wholeheartedly. With like, that. like and, and the thing is with Taysom, you can't have a guy who's going to run that hard in his running style. And then expect him to be super accurate throwing the football the entire game. Like that's like any quarterback who's a mobile guy is not taking the same kind of punishment that, that Taysom does. So like, involve him. Yes. But put him as your, your every down quarterback. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. He's the human concussion protocol. If he played every down, he'd be in concussion protocol, like all the time. Wouldn't you think? His whole body would be in concussion. <laughs> exactly. I mean, do you he see when he takes beating. his helmet off, what his head looks like? He's got, like, these indentations in his head, and looks like he got just came out of a 12-round match with Floyd Mayweather or something. I don't know what the heck going on. Look, I, I just, going back to the whole thing, I just don't understand it. If, if I think any competent, normal 
uh, organization would have come out on Tuesday or maybe not on Monday. Tuesday's the off day, whatever. And Dennis Allen should have just said on Tuesday, you know what, and told him, dude, you're not playing this week. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care if they clear you. I mean, let's just get it over with. I mean, that's what a normal coach of a successful franchise would have done. He would have come out and said, you're not playing this week, and then go along and practice as if with Jameis, with the ones, like with, like Jando said earlier, and just let them start from the beginning. And I don't understand. I just don't get it. I mean, and now you're leaving this doubt. I mean, we're still, look, like we're saying here, you and I were debating for the Tampa game who was going to start, and I was sure Jameis was starting just because Derek Carr was. But now I think the past has shown us that it probably is going to be Derek Carr. I mean, I think it's probably 75% chance it's Derek Carr. But the fact that we don't know here on Friday morning is absurd. It's not like it's a competitive advantage. I None. Mean, I think that's None. that's the silliness of the whole thing. Uh, it, your offense doesn't change regardless of who's in there, whatever. And uh, well, here's the thing: it's internally, I'm sure they know, but I don't know right. how it benefits the Saints for them to come out and say who's going to do it publicly because. They know the pulse of the situation outside of the building is that the fan base has soured on Derek Carr. Like, they don't benefit themselves for, like, perception-wise right. if they say, Derek's going to play. Like, it doesn't help them. So, in that sense, that's probably uh, one reason why they're doing it. And I've said this a few times in some other media appearances this week. How much of the biggest self-sabotage do the Saints pull last week when you switch quarterbacks consistently and fans go roar with Taysom Hill and they just boo the hell out of Carr when he comes back in? It's like the biggest self-sabotage you can have, and it happened constantly. I felt bad for that, dude. I really did. Mark says uh, Carr is healthy again. uh, are you a doctor? I doubt seriously, Mark, I appreciate you joining the show as often as you do, but I don't think, I don't even think Derek Carr would tell you he's healthy. Even if he plays, he's not healthy. He's got other problems beyond his concussion. He's got rib injury. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, Jermaine recurring said, shoulder. That thing is recurring. Yeah, recurring is, is a good word to put it. At this point, Jermaine says, put Hainer in the game if we're out of the playoff picture, evaluate his game. That's the problem. They're not out of the playoff picture. I mean, I I think they have, look, they're one game behind the Falcons and play them in the final week of the season, which will probably be the tiebreaker. I don't, they're not out of the playoff picture. I think they still have a really good chance to win this crappy division. And you might say, who cares? Don't win the division. You're better off if you don't. I can understand that viewpoint, but they're still in the playoff picture, so you can't you can't do that. Uh, Mike's saying we would have won with Derek Carr, but gave it 21 points in the first quarter. Um, Derek Carr, I believe, was in there. So that's they gave up the 21 points when Derek Carr was playing. One of them was an interception. That well, the I pick get wasn't was, his fault. Come on. It goes through the guy's hands. Come on. You can't blame Derek Carr for that. You can't. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you, <laughs> I mean, you just can't. I mean, okay, okay. You should have caught it. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything. Play Taysom. At least he's fun to watch. Um, 
Look, I appreciate all the comments and questions. Uh, the Saints just don't care what we think, right? Well, of course not. No. They, no, they don't. And, and do you that's... think they watch any of this? I'm not talking about this show. But they say they're, they're going to do like, – I, I finally noticed last week our colleagues started asking a little bit tougher questions after this past game. They have been kind of letting uh, this group slide and not asking tough questions. But especially, Kat never shies away. Kat Terrell never shies away from asking tough questions. Never has. <laughs> but she really got Dennis Allen's goat last Sunday. And it was the first time I ever saw him get a little ticked off, which I thought was interesting. And then he backed off of it and apologized to it, which I thought was hysterical. I can't imagine Sean Payton ever apologizing, especially the Cat. But I think all of our <laughs> colleagues are starting to ask a little tougher questions now. Do they feel any kind of pressure whatsoever, you think? I think they know that they have heat on them, for sure. But it's they've always played the just almost slow and steady game. Like they, they like should they, call themselves the turtles. Exactly. The slow and steady. Yeah. They think slow and steady wins the race. Well, sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, sometimes you're just slow and the person who's going fast just has enough gas to beat you. So slow and unsteady. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. That's what it's becoming. The uh, slow and unsteady. And, uh, but yeah, they certainly, they know the pulse of what's going on. All you got to do is go on Sunday and you know the pulse. But here's the problem. I think they're just starting to notice it is the problem. I think they do notice it now. But I think probably before like two, three games ago, before there was a sea of blue at the bottom in the dome, before there were boos when Derek Carr came in the game and cheers when Taysom came in the game, I, I really think that this group was semi-oblivious to all this stuff. Well, they were still, they were actually sort of winning games. Uh, you know, what did they win? Two in a row. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but that's, they feel like, all right, well, they have the right people in the building and they, you know, that, that sort of thing. And that's uh, not what people want to hear because they have been consistently falling, I mean, record wise. I mean, it's just, that's just what it's been. And so, uh, that's like, I, I feel like that again, they have, they know the pulse of what the public perception is right now, but a lot of times they feel like they're smarter than what is smarter being smarter than your average bear, boo boo, something like that. I mean, Maybe stealing Chris, picnic baskets. I don't know. Chris says, even if the saints end up winning the division, would I, I mean, I guess either you or I, I mean, you can answer the question and keep Allen for next year. I wouldn't. Here's the, here's the deal. Um, my opinion doesn't matter. Larry's opinion doesn't matter. Chris, your opinion doesn't matter. I've said this before, and I will say it again. Barring complete meltdown, which is possible at this point. I mean, it, I wouldn't have said it was possible a few weeks ago, but it's possible now. When you haven't won for a month and you're playing this schedule, it's absolutely possible they could have complete meltdown now. So, But barring that, they're not going to get rid of Dennis Howe. Well, I'm wondering how prevalent uh, maybe say someone like Mike Thomas, he's exposed his, what a mess, his feelings publicly and he could say what he wants, but what if it's not just him that feels like they have internally turned on Derek Carr offense? Uh, You know, what if, what if that's the case? And then you lose the locker room 
And then that's a reason why maybe you make a change at head coach uh, because they don't trust leadership and they don't trust this and that. And so that would be a reason maybe they, they make a move. But we this, this organization has been run by the same people for a long, long time. Their philosophy, their philosophy especially with the Saints, has been pretty consistent and – you know they don't act uh, in their in their opinion rashly, so that's where we are. And so Dennis, like I, I couldn't, I still can't see them firing Dennis Allen after two years. I just, I it would have to take them losing every game the rest of the way. Then I don't they, know about every game, but maybe one game. I will say this, and here's the reason why I started to maybe accept that it's a possibility, and I brought it up a few minutes ago. When you see your fan base, basically the entire lower bowl, not the entire, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but a large chunk of people who have money, because you have to have money to, to buy tickets in that lower bowl. I used to buy them down there, and I couldn't afford them anymore. Not that I would buy them now anyway because of my job description. But when you see that many people sell out and sell their tickets, and it's not the first time it's happened this year. It's happened plenty. It's the first time I got noticed. But... And the noise factor from the other fans, it was a completely different feeling in the Dome this past week. I'm interested to see what it's like. I think it's going to be a ghost town Sunday because you're not going to have Panthers fans there. I think it's going to be like a cemetery in the damn Dome on Sunday. That's my prediction. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have to worry about that this week. You'll just have to worry about just empty seats this time around. Uh, and might I say it might feel like an old Tulane game in there. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe not quite that bad. I'm, I'm but, exaggerating. But, but would you yeah. be surprised if there are only 50,000 people in the dome? I mean, now, of course, the attendance will be 70,200 and whatever it is. The tickets are sold. Because it's the tickets sold. They did started doing that a long time ago because they don't really want you to know how many people are there. So, um, but would you be surprised if at kickoff, there are 20,000 empty seats. No, no. Neither would I. No. For, why, then, why, go, why go spend your money in there? And if they lose this week, it's going to be like a preseason game for the Giants game next week. Well, they have their preseason quarterback playing, Tommy DeVito. Uh, but, hey. Uh, and, hey, and, yo, hey, yo. I mean, they're not even playing uh, Tyrod Taylor, man. It's the Tommy DeVito show. Let's go. Let's get let's get crazy here. Hey, and look, you want to – and that's next week. We'll talk about this next week. But at least the Giants are like, we're not going anywhere. Let's see what we got in DeVito. And the question earlier about whether they play Jake Hayner, again, these aren't my opinions. I'm just telling you what the Saints would do. What would I do? I don't know what I would do. I would definitely try something different. But uh, the Giants are putting DeVito in there. Like Larry said, now Tyrod Taylor's back. Try something. These Saints are keep just doing the same old thing and expecting different results. Well, the next two teams you play, they are locked into quarterback, uh, for better or worse. I mean, Bryce Young's going to be the Panthers quarterback for a couple more years at least. And the Giants have locked themselves. Uh, it depends on. It's really kind of. I don't. I don't know it, that. Like, is Daniel Jones better or worse than Derek Carr being locked into? I don't know. I. I, I thought the Giants 
basically stepped on the banana peel and signed Daniel Jones. And I'm sure everyone just kind of laughed because I did, uh, you know, at least, at least say the Seahawks when they had, uh, they went and re-signed Geno Smith. I mean, no, he, at no least to me, I, I, th- I at least felt like, all right, there's maybe some promise, but I, I didn't trust Daniel Jones. And that's, that's going to, ruin them for the next at least another well, year. And that's the course of that's the proof of look, we drafted this guy in the first round. We're stuck with him. And then you sign him this contract to Giants. I mean, Brian Dable's got to be going, what did we do? Signing that that's that's a whole we'll talk about that next week. Jermaine says uh he's been a season ticket holder since ninety one. He's got a suite. He won't be there Sunday. He's in Vegas on business. He left the T Mobile arena early last night. I bet you did. Uh I couldn't even watch that game last night. The Pelicans, a whole different story. Uh, they had a, a lot of people thinking they could win last night, and then they got blown, the doors blown off. But I couldn't watch that game. I cannot watch games on that court. I mean, that blue and red court would hurt my... I literally would rather watch the Patriots and Steelers, and I did. I tried to go back to the... I did. <laughs> I tried to go back to the Pelicans, and I couldn't do it. I had to go... I watched Patriots and Steelers over the Pelicans in the semifinals of this quote-unquote in-season tournament that means nothing? Uh, well, I watched Steelers-Patriots as well. Well, part of it is that that's more my job. So Yeah, I, well, I, I, mine too. I watched that, but yeah, I, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, the court is... That's it's hard awful. to do. It's hard. It is, it is awful. I mean, I know 20-somethings probably like it, and maybe I'm just an old man, get off my lawn, whatever, but that was so bad. Nathaniel... I'm not 100% sure what you're talking about what I said yesterday. I appreciate you coming on again, and Nathaniel also becoming a regular here on all of our uh, com shows. I said that I don't – you you said I just don't like cars. I'm not sh- exactly sure what you – maybe this is a little bit better. Yesterday I said that you don't like car, I like car, and I think healthy. Okay, that's fair enough. That's a fair statement. I get you. Um, I agree with that part, and but – you know, we, we've talked about this. The, the Saints obviously are determined to do. They're like stubborn. They're like kicking the mule. The mule just is going to do what the mule is going to do, and it's not going to change their stripes. They just don't want to make a change. I don't understand what it is. All right, let's talk about other parts of this game because we've now spent 25 minutes talking about the same thing. So as far as the game goes, and, you know, you and I like to do this. We talk about we add up the numbers of the rankings, and the Saints' ranking number it continues to rise because that defensive number continues to rise. Remember before when it was like 12 on offense and 4 or 7 on defense? Well, now it's 11 and 15, 26. The Saints are they have a number that's basically average. I don't know that I would call them an average team right now. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Panthers aren't that far off. What do you see in this game? What is the key number? What matchup are you looking for that you're going to keep your eye on this weekend? Well, the key number of those numbers I'm looking at is still the Panthers' offense at 30. And you're wondering, man, if the Saints are falling off that much uh, and they allow the Panthers offensively to move the football and be productive, then you've got a really, really, really massive problem. I mean, you already have a pretty significant problem. But the problem's bigger than what you even thought. Uh, and so, like, like, that's the thing. You can't have Bryce Young, who's been consistently bad, all year, like you can't just let them all of a sudden start scoring points and going up and down the field on you. So you mean some like of New that England did last night, right? Right. Like like Bailey, like yeah, like Bailey Zappi all of a sudden becomes uh, 
for for one half Tom Brady. Like you, you right. can't have that happen. Uh, but part of that is offensively, do you make mistakes three and outs? Like you can't let them linger in the game. And look, even in that first matchup, the, the Panthers lingered in the game almost the entire time. Yeah. And like, and that's when you thought the Saints, all right, maybe they they, they could be a, a good team. But, you know, the Saints are just a, a media. We didn't know how bad the Panthers were at the time is probably what it was. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think the Panthers would be as bad as they they are, but but yeah, they, I mean they are. And so, uh, where do you go if you if you're defensively, and you've got to just you you can't let the Carolina score more than fourteen points. I mean they're not good enough to score more than that on your defense, uh, even if it's middle of the road. They're not good enough to do that. So they do. Like I said, bigger problems than maybe what we even envision. Two two things that st- that jump out at me here, which is why again we'll get to our predictions at the end of the show. But I think what looks best for the Saints now, whether they're able to take advantage of it or not, is another s- story. We'll figure it out. But you look at the Saints' passing; their their passing defense is seventh, so that is still decent. Even without Lattimore, they've obviously struggled a little bit. The Panthers can't run the ball; they can't throw the ball. But really. Bryce Young, you talk about his struggles, 30th in passing against the Saints' seventh-ranked pass defense. And on the other side, I think this could be, if Taysom Hill is healthy, the combination of Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara against the Panthers' 23rd-ranked rushing defense, they haven't really been able to stop anyone either. That seventh-ranked total defense is kind of a mirage, facade, whatever word you want to use, because other teams have been ahead by so much, have gotten turnovers maybe, in the red zone or close to it, those numbers may be a little bit skewed. Saints win the game by running the football. I think you're exactly right. Like, you can't trust a pass game. I don't care who's in there. I'm not trusting it. Uh, even, even uh, it's funny, uh, and people might, aren't going like to say like to hear this, but Derek Carr uh, like, actually had some pretty good numbers toward the end of his, his uh, playing time last week, and then he got hurt. But, you know, that's... Uh, that's too little, too late. I get it, but still, running the football, you got to do that. I mean, if you can, if you can dominate running the football, like Panthers aren't going to win playing catch up, right? Like, you can't. And red zone's been terrible for the Saints. Can't settle for that. That that keeps them in the game. All of a sudden, a couple fluky plays, and and right. and you lose this game. So yeah, like they have to be able to win the line of scrimmage offensively and run the football with the two guys you totally mentioned. I mean, that's the key to win. Things we've talked about this week, and I know you're not uh, the biggest point spread guy. When you make your picks, you pick, you know, who's going to win the game and who's going to lose the game. You know, my job is to go through and not just pick who's going to win, but who's going to cover, who's not going to cover. And one thing that's an interesting facet of this game is the sharps, the people with the money. We talked about this on Bayou Bets throughout the week. The people with the money have been betting on the Saints all year long. In fact, the report that I heard and read throughout the week is through 13 weeks of the NFL season, the Saints are the third most bet-on team in football, which is amazing to me considering they have one of the worst against-the-spread records in football. I think they only have two wins this year against the spread. But And so this number, the reason, the point I'm getting to is they're finally backing off because this number, I think it opened at six very briefly, quickly went to five and a half. 
And now the Panthers are five-point favorites, which means people are actually betting on the Panthers this week. The people with money have lost so much faith that even against the lowly Panthers, they're only going to give five points in the Dome. It's kind of crazy. Well, the Saints, that surprises me too. My gosh. uh, Hopefully they're betting that the Saints don't cover. Otherwise, they've been been constantly losing. They've been betting that the Saints would cover. (laughs) That's not good. They've been losing a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They'd be living in a box down by the river or something. (laughs) Down by a river. Uh, It's just an interesting uh, spread. And I I think that any other time, if you would have talked about this maybe a month ago before the Saints won the skid, the Saints would probably be like an eight-point favorite at home against the Devils. Oh, no question. No so question. it just goes to show you how, how far down this team has gone. No question. I mean, a month ago, you would thought thinking they, look, they'd be winning the division and, like, this would be a, a shoe-in game. This is not a shoe-in game anymore. Question before, look, we're going to end the show with our Saints-Panthers prediction, like we always do. But before we move on to NFL, because there are uh, two big matchups, really three matchups I want to talk about, two really big ones I want to talk about in the NFL this week. Uh, and, by the way, for those who don't know, Larry Holder covers the NFL for the Athletic. He no longer just covers the Saints. He covers the entire NFL, the Athletic, and you can read uh, his stuff there, as I do every week. Um, he's not like Diana Rossini making, getting Aaron Rodgers pissed off at him. He's, he's doing his I don't. Thing. I wouldn't mind doing it. So no, what? I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Um, my question to you before we move on to the NFL part is, you see in the headline, must win might not be a strong enough uh, thing for the Saints on Sunday. I heard Sean Pazan say in an, in, uh, the other night, and I think it's true, and I, I, I believe this actually, if the Saints were to lose this game, now we know Dennis Allen's not going to get fired unless they, if they lost like 49 nothing or something, which ain't going to happen, then who kn- all bets are off. Who knows what happens? But if the Saints were to lose this game, do you think that some kind of move is made internally? They, they, they've got to let somebody go like, you know, we saw what happened with uh, the Bills, and you know now they've got uh, they've made their moves. The the Matt Canada got fired for the Steelers. Uh, you know, Ken Dorsey—that was the name I was thinking of for the Bills. But do you think the Saints do something along those lines if they don't win this game? I think they're beyond the point of no return. So no, I don't. I don't think. What's the point? Like they're right. it wouldn't help matters. Right. I just. I they they need someone outside the building in terms of assistant coaches uh, to re-energize this thing. So I don't, I don't see how this helps. It would help anything. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, no, I think they just stay status quo. And then changers will come at the end of the season. They have to, uh, they, I'm, I'm sure they know some that. kind of change. Yeah. I will say this, you know, all, all, all the things I say, people get mad at me when I say it, but I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I say Dennis Allen's not going to get fired, and I still honestly believe that. I mean, it's at least possible now. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's at least possible now. But that being said, there will be changes on this staff. Uh, one way, And I'm talking about even if they were somehow to win the rest of their games, which ain't going to happen either. Uh, they are, there are going to be changes on this staff. We'll make our predictions at the end, but again, there are a couple games I want to talk about here. Let's start off with the one. That's more most important to Saints fans, I guess. Some Saints fans don't really care anymore. That's where we are. But the Bucs are playing basically in an elimination game for themselves. If the Bucs were to lose this game, they're done. Uh, they'd be 
you know, there's only four games left after this. So if, if they lose to the Falcons, they're two games back and would lose any tiebreaker, they're done. Do you, does that play into here and what you're thinking about who might win this game? I don't know if that plays into it, but I am looking at quarterback play with this game. And Me too. in Baker, I trust. Me too. I'm taking Tampa straight up to beat Atlanta and to muddy the race in the NFC South. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that, uh, look, I said this yesterday. I liken Baker Mayfield to one of those dudes that everybody has that friend that you go out and every now and then you get in a fight. At least we did one in our younger days. You would get in a fight, and the dude would get pummeled, and he'd go to the ground, and he's like 5'8", and this this 6'4 dude pummels him, hits him again, and he goes to the ground, and he just keeps going. And you're like, dude, just stay down. That's who Baker Mayfield is. He won't say that. i got to give him credit. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, but the dude fights his ass off. And I just I see this Tampa Bay team as poorly coached as I think they are. I think they're going to fight. I think Baker Mayfield is going to fight. I think the Saints would be a – I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the Saints would be a much better team with a guy like Baker Mayfield who continues to fight, fight, fight. He's not a good quarterback, but he fights, 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 and I think the Bucs are going to win this game as well. I really find that game interesting. I will be having, when I'm in the Dome on Sunday, that will be on my, uh, my iPad screen. I'll keep an eye on that. Again, if the Bucks lose, they're done. Uh, and in this division, I can't see anyone running away with it. Another reason to take the Buccaneers on Sunday. All right. Bills, Chiefs, this line started at Bills plus two and a half. It has gone down. I don't know what's wrong with the Chiefs. It's not the same team. I know that we can always say whatever we want about the Chiefs, and then they're there in the end. I'm not sure they're going to be there in the end this time. The Bills are fighting for their lives. The Chiefs are going to walk away with this division. I think you know who I'm going to pick. Where are you going? I'm going to stick with the Chiefs, but I think your argument is certainly valid uh, with, with the Bills. Uh, they're fighting for their playoff lives, and the Chiefs can just go into cruise control and yeah. get in. Uh, the problem with the Chiefs is that they have no viable pass catchers outside of Travis Kelsey. Literally. And Travis Kelsey is slowing down. Like, really is. I feel like he's starting to show his age. And it's funny because it re- I'll revert back to the game we just talked about before. I've said it a few times now in The Athletic, uh, especially when I did my free agent stock watch. I said, boy, Mike Evans would look real good with the Chiefs next year. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes would love it. Uh, He'd be a big body receiver instead of Kelsey and actually be a receiver. Yeah. And then you could use some of those speedy guys, but Evans could be your surefire guy, number one. But, uh, but yeah, that's definitely the biggest problem because Patrick Mahomes is quarterback rates. uh, They've been the lowest at times this year than they haven't been in his entire career. And I think part of that is not having enough viable pass catches, but I'm going with chiefs. I just, I just think that the chiefs defense can come up big and help the sluggish offense and maybe induce Josh Allen to some mistakes. This is not a game. I'm going to bet on it. I wouldn't touch it with a stick. I wouldn't bet um, on this game either. No, I know it's just too hard to, to go through, but if I were forced to pick a, take a side here, I would take uh, the bills. And actually, if you wanted to bet it, if you're looking from a betting perspective, 
I would take like the Bills outline of like minus two and a half. You can get it for plus one twenty, which means that you bet twelve dollars, you win ten, or one hundred twenty to win one hundred. Um, because I think the Bills will either win by more than a field goal, or they might they might get crushed. I I think there's like it's weird where I don't necessarily think there's a middle ground. I don't know which Josh Allen we're gonna see. By the way, Nathaniel, you're showing your age. I'm gonna show this uh, comment again. You're showing your age, my friend. Baker won't stand. He's Bill Kilmer reincarnated. If you know who Billy Kilmer is, you're old like me. All right, so you're showing your age. I'm just letting you know. All right, so uh, you got the Chiefs. I got the Bills. Uh, now, I'm looking forward to this, this prognostication here. You're talking about it just seems, and I know I've been talking the Cowboys up all week. Doesn't it just seem so easy to knock the Eagles down right now? Well, part of it is that the it's well the Eagles just got shell shocked. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I just feel like for me, you know, I've been on the Eagles. Eagles, right. I'm taking them until they 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 prove me otherwise. I think they've proved me otherwise at least this week. And I, I feel like that Dak Prescott. This isn't a fluke. I mean, he's he's under the best stretch he's ever played in his entire career. Right. I mean, there's a reason why he is the co-favorite to win the MVP with Brock Purdy right now. And Brock Purdy might not even be the most valuable player on offense for, for, the, for the, his own team. But Dak Prescott is making that thing run because their run game, like Tony Pollard, like that run game is not a, a real thing with Dallas. And he is making that thing go. And he won a game where they had to put it on his back last week where they needed all the points and it was him getting it done. So I'm taking Dallas. Uh, I'm, I'm really surprised. I never thought I would ever take Dallas. Would you take Dallas minus three and a half? Would you take Dallas minus three and a half? Uh, no. I think they, they'll win. It might be a field goal game. It might be a two-point game. It might be a one-point game. But I would, I'll take Dallas heads up, but I, wouldn't, I don't know if Dallas is going to cover. Here's a perfect example of why, you know, I tell people this all the time. You don't have to bet every game. So if we're just picking games to pick them and who I think is going to win, I'm taking Dallas as well. I think Dallas is a better team. I've said it from the beginning of the season. Dallas was my Super Bowl team out of the NFC. I'm not going to change that now, um, although I definitely don't feel as strongly as I felt about it before. But here's the reason why, if from a betting perspective, you just can't bet on Dallas here. Because every Aunt Mabel, as I like to call them, the people who just like bet on Sundays and casual bettors, they're all betting on Dallas um, because of what they saw from Philadelphia last week, whereas the people with money are betting on Philadelphia because they're betting, you know, all this talk about how Jalen Hurts is banged up and he's not, they should sit him and let him rest for the playoffs, which is dumb, by the way. You don't sit people unless they absolutely have to be sit right now. Um, so if I were betting it, I would probably lean Philly with the plus three and a half, but just since I'm not betting, then I'm going to take Dallas with Larry because I think they're the better team. But be warned, be fair warned, everyone else is doing that as well. Like people, just average Joes are taking Dallas as well. So Yeah, like if I was betting, I, would, I wouldn't I would bet the middle game. Uh, I wouldn't bet Bills, Chiefs. Uh, but I would bet, and if we're doing point spread, I would bet Eagles and I would bet Tampa, but I would bet Tampa on the money line. Like I yeah. feel like they're going to win. I agree with you. I agree with you. I actually have Tampa in my in one of my best bets. I got Tampa as a teaser leg, getting six and uh, six points. So they're they actually getting seven and a half in a teaser leg. I really like that this week. You can pair them with some other ones. All right, before we go off the air, 
This morning, as we do every Friday here on Datitude, Larry and I will pick the winner of the Saints-Panthers game. Larry Holder, you were right again last week. Um, I was almost right. I mean, I... I didn't look like I was going to be, it looked like I was going to be stone cold, dead, dumb, wrong for the first eight minutes of the game. And then the Saints actually made a game out of it and like kind of made sure that they didn't win. I mean, they had a chance to win. They're like, oh, no, no, no. We're getting too close to winning this game. Got to give it back to the other team. Um, they were weird. They've been weird all season. This game might be weird. I don't know, but I'm interested on your pick here. I have not read it yet. Panthers and Saints, what you got? Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Guess what? I'm picking Panthers. Panthers, 20, Saints, 19. Blake wow. Ruby misses like an extra point. Wow. Like early in the game and it bites. I didn't say this coming. 20 to 19, Panthers. I'm sick of the Saints. No. I've been right the last couple of weeks. Guess what? I'm doing it again. Man. I, I got to be honest. I didn't see that coming. I really thought you were going to pick the Saints and like <laughs> – Come out with this thing, you know. I don't care who the quarterback is either. I don't care who it is. Carolina's going to win this game. I, I'm I'm kind of stunned. I really, I would just, you know, I'd say about 85% of the time, I kind of know who you're going to pick just because, I don't know, we've worked together for a while, kind of get your sense of where you go with things and your feeling for things. I didn't see this one coming at all. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised. All right, I hate to do, I really hate, I want to. I want to pick the same way you pick. Because I'm sick of the Saints, too. Um, I, it, it's hard to pick them right now. And if you were a better, to me, this is like the perfect time to bet them because even the betters are sick of this team. They're sick of the chopping wood crap. I'm going to choppy, choppy, choppity, chop, chop some wood. What the hell does that even mean? I don't even know. It pisses me off. But I will say this. From a prognosticating standpoint, you, you have to pick the Saints here. I mean, this is either... No, you don't. Yeah, you have to. I mean, no, you really... You don't. <laughs> you didn't. You're right. But I'm talking about if you're... If you're be- you either leave this game alone, which probably makes more sense, or you take the Saints because, again, everybody's picking against them this week. The betters have had enough of them. But Vegas, here's the thing. Despite the fact that everybody's betting on the Panthers, they don't want to drop this line too low because I think Vegas thinks the Saints are going to win this game big, and I think they are too. I think it's going to be – I'm going to go 26-17 to 17 Saints. Uh, New Gen Express says he's picking the Panthers. Right, I'm sorry. could be a she. I'm sorry. He or she is picking the Panthers too. We have a garbage coaching staff and a garbage quarterback. We ain't winning nothing else this season. Chris Reed says in this game he thinks all the fans on – both sides lose. I think you might. That might be the best pick of the day. Both sides fans lose. Sean says. Uh, I'd say the same thing next week. Oh, really? No kidding. Sean says Saints all day. I, look, I again, the Saints are clearly, and I, it doesn't mean anything. I get it. The Saints are clearly the better team in this game. Does it mean they're going to win? No. But. If they lose this game, uh, and people who do what I do for a living aren't supposed to do it this way, but I probably won't pick them again. If they lose this game, I'm just I'm just out of protest. I'm just, they're done, by the way, if they lose this game. They, if they lose this game, they're done. Uh, I think that's Mar- partially why I'm picking them out of protest. I'm like, I'm sick of them. I don't care. 
Mark wants to know, is Taysom going to play? I'm sure he's going to play. I know he's banged up, but he's going to play. Uh, he's not going to start a quarterback if that's what you're asking, but he's going to play. Uh, $14 tickets right now on StubHub. Yikes. Jando says it ends in a 6-6 tie. Jando, if this game ends in a 6-6 tie, uh, email me at jderryattheadvocate.com, and I've got to get you on the show next week. You will come on with Larry and I <laughs> if this game ends in a 6-6 tie because I'm going to have to know what the score is for the Giants game. That's for sure. All right, any final thoughts, Mr. Holder? I mean, you have to kind of watch this game, but what would you recommend for – would you recommend a Saints fan, like, go Christmas shopping or something Sunday? Well, there are other games. I mean, like, you could uh, you could go go out and find your Jaden Daniels Heisman Trophy gear. It's got to be stuff out there Sunday, right? Yeah. That'll well, be good. That'll be uplifting. Uh, it's Mark's Mark's out there talking about it. Some guy from Lafitte's giving away 500 fire Dennis Allen shirts Sunday. And he's, I don't know if they're going to let him do that on dome property, by the way, because I saw that same thing and he was, he was talking about where he was going to be. And I think it was on dome prop. They may, that may be a story. If they ask him to vacate the premises because he's giving away fire Dennis Allen shirts on dome property. They might have some. I did see, by the way, did you see these shirts that said uh, for Florida State, if you can't beat them, cheat them? <laughs> That's my Well, people could accuse Florida State of doing that probably at some point in life, too. You but, got uh, a point. All right, yeah. last, last question before we go off the air. Do we pull for a win to make the playoffs and lose game one or lose out to ensure down Allen gets fired? I think you would think the same way as I do if you were a fan. You never ever, ever, ever root for your team to lose. It doesn't do any good. You have no idea what's going to happen. If they lose out, then they lose out, do something stupid, and you're just pissed off because they still lost anyway, right? I feel like you want your team to make the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, why? You give yourself a shot. Like, right. it, you you want a shot. Like, yeah. that's, to me, as frustrating as it is, I still think you, you want your team to have a shot. And that's the thing. The Saints still have a shot. That's the, that's, uh, that's the thing. It's not like... You're, you're, it's like it, it would be wishful thinking because the team the, the, they have a bunch of good pieces still like so it wouldn't it wouldn't be like this total shock if they did all this but just the way it's gone you'd probably be surprised even with the pieces they have but no I, I like but that's the thing like I don't have a rooting interest I don't win and I don't lose so I you know I still got to work no matter who's in the playoffs or not so it, it doesn't matter to me. But still, like I'm not. But I'm also not putting. Like if I'm investing my money into this, I would still like to see a positive. Make product. it fun. Make it fun. Right. right. I mean, it's not fun if you cover this team. I mean, good lord. Well, I'm just saying, if you're a fan, like if I'm buying season tickets, I would like to see them, like have a reason to keep going to the game. Yeah, you want to be there at game one next year when they drop the NFC South champion banner, right? Well, you may want to, because if you win, you host a playoff game. Give yeah. yourself a shot. Yeah, you might, now, you might have to host Dallas. Yeah. And that might be yucky, but oh, well. Or the Eagles. What if the Eagles stumble and the Dallas wins the bitch? Either one. In fact, I think the Eagles would be worse. I think the Saints would lose the Eagles. Just tush-push their way to a win they, in the Dome. Every Saints play, tush-push. The Saints don't handle mobile quarterbacks at all, and Jalen Hurts would make them look silly, in my opinion. But that's... Just my opinion. He did before he was even good. He did. Yeah. Finish your Christmas shopping? 
Not yet. No. Uh-huh. Big stuff's been purchased. Uh, right. No. Nah. Right. Don't, don't tell my kids, though. Don't disappoint that elf up there. He's staring at me, judging me. Actually, we don't. I, I don't. The gender changes by the uh, uh, by the day. We don't. We don't know. Like it's just. It's fizzy. It's day. It's okay. fizzy. So it's good. Fizzy. All right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever fizzy likes is is fine with with all of us. We're, right. we're completely fine with that. Yeah. All right. We will talk to you next week, my friend. You got it. There you have it. My pick. I know I sound silly sometimes, but. Thinking the Saints going to win by 10 points. What am I, crazy? I don't know what I am. But uh, that's what I think. That's how we're going to end the show. I mean, how can you end the show any better than that? I mean, I guess in theory I could end it with... We're going to keep chopping wood. Just drop a mic and say... We're going to keep chopping wood. And that, that's it. You move on. But no, 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 no. We don't want to end it like that. We're going to end it with uh, the song of the day. And uh, as you heard there at the end, like Larry said, he didn't even know. Like, this was my planned song. I planned this yesterday. It came into my head. Spencer the Guru was joking about the king of wishful thinking. Um, and it, the song popped in my head. They, they, I mean, these kids are too, they don't even know what this song is. Go West. Who ever heard of Go West? And even people my age, they didn't remember who, the name of the group that sang the King of Wishful Thinking. But Larry brought it up at the end there. And I picked the Saints off. So I figured, you know what? Maybe I am. As down, as negative as I can be, as many times as I can make fun of coaches and bring up. We're going to keep chopping wood. Yeah, I mean, as many times as I do it, I can still be the King of Wishful Thinking. That's what we are here. We're going to be Kings of Wishful Thinking. I think the Saints are going to win this week. I think the Saints are going to I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. I think the Saints are going to win this week, and I think the Saints are going to win next week. And if the Bucks beat the Falcons, we're back in the same boat. Next week, we're talking about it could be Saints, Falcons, and Bucks all 7-7. Seven and seven, One big pile of garbage. Wouldn't that be fun? Tell you. Stay, hold on. Hold on for the ride. You may get some of these people back. All these... Who that's been jumping off the ship? Will they come back if the Saints go to the playoffs? I have no idea. But look, if you got tickets, go to the damn game. Come on, man. I mean, don't. No, you're not going to be able to sell your tickets this week. Nobody wants to buy these tickets. Either give them away to somebody that wants to go or treat it like a preseason game. Bring your kid. But fill up the seats in the dome. We look stupid. Remember when the dome used to be. Beard. Come on, we look stupid. Saints are going to win. I give you hope. There you go. All right, I will be back on Monday for Derry's Dom. I will know my schedule, by the way. We're going to have a weird schedule coming up during the holidays. I have got to take some time off. I have a, uh, I have nine days left off, and if I don't use four, five of them can carry over, but if I don't use the other four, I'm going to lose them, and guess what? I ain't losing them. So uh, we're going to have a weird schedule coming up. And I will let you know what that is going to be next week. We're going to have Derry's Dime on Monday. I got a feeling I haven't had a happy Derry's Dime in, what, a month now? It's going to be different. We'll see if anybody listens. We hope you come back. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Jaden Daniels going to win the Heisman on Saturday. Saints going to beat the Panthers on Sunday. And it'll be all happy, happy, joy, joy. Enjoy yourself. Talk to you on Monday. Peace and love, my friends. Peace.